Did you know that you can lose weight with ease and fun? My name is Leandra McMullen. I'm a Christian certified life and weight coach. If you want to apply God's promises to your life, live victoriously in your health, and stop overeating for good, you are in the right place. Let's go. Hey, 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 my friends. Happy Monday. I'm so excited to be here with you today. We're going to talk about the hunger scale. Now, before I get started, I want to invite you to my next five-day workshop, which is called Eat to Lose Fat. And we're going to talk everything clean eating. And this five-day workshop is going to run from May 22nd to May 26th. It's $19. All replays and recordings will be sent to your inbox each night. So if you can't attend the workshops live, it's okay. You'll get the recordings and you'll have them in your inbox. Check out the show notes and you can sign up at the link there. Today, I want to talk about how to use the hunger scale for optimal health. And I want to talk about what even is a hunger scale? What does that mean? And I remember before I had lost the 40 pounds I lost starting back in January of 2020, I was afraid to be hungry. Because every time I experienced hunger, it was a ravenous hunger where I almost felt panicked. And now understanding how my body utilizes sugar and can become fat adapted, I know now that my body was not accessing its fat cells. And when our body is not fat adapted or it's not burning its own fat, it thinks it needs fuel or energy from food. So it will give you hunger signals even if you have extra fat on your body to burn for fuel. And when it does this, it kind of sets off an alarm in our body, right? It's and, and if you've experienced this ravenous hunger before, I, I remember skipping a meal felt like the worst thing in the world. In fact, I was afraid to skip a meal. It was fearful to me. And if someone suggested that we skip a meal or we don't eat at the proper time, I was mad because I felt panicked inside. And so once you get your body calibrated to its natural hunger scale, and maybe some of you have experienced this already if you've listened to past podcast episodes where we talk about the effects of sugar and flour and our body being able to become fat burning, maybe you've experienced the change of the types of hunger I'm talking about. The raven, the ravenous hunger when you're in sugar burning mode is very different than a natural hunger wave when you have been 
when you have become metabolically flexible or you are in a fat burning state, it's not as panicky. It's not as fearful. It's not as urgent. It comes on like a wave, if you will. It doesn't feel like an emergency. You feel some rumblings in your tummy. You feel the hunger pangs and you think to yourself, hmm, I'm kind of hungry. I could eat right now. But it's not an emergency like with the ravenous hunger. And so I want to talk about when we have this natural hunger, how we can use what I call a hunger scale to calibrate our bodies so that we are becoming more metabolically flexible, so that we know that our body has become more of a fat burning machine. And one way that I like to do this is thinking about the hunger scale in terms of how hungry do I want to let my body get and how full do I want to let my body get. Because hunger and being full or satisfied are both part of the hunger scale. So I like to think about the hunger side of the hunger scale being a negative 10. So a zero to negative 10 is the hunger side, how hungry we are. And then a zero to a positive 10 is how full or how satisfied we are. And if we can allow ourselves, or we feel a little bit hungry, like to a negative four, we are allowing our body to start burning fat before we feed it. So if you have planned your meal times, breakfast, lunch, maybe an afternoon snack and dinner, and you start to feel a little hungry, about 20 to 30 minutes before your next meal is planned, that's perfect timing because we allow our body to get hungry to about a negative four. And we give it about 20 or 30 minutes at a negative four. And it starts to shift into fat burning mode before we feed it. And then when we're eating our meal, we also want to be thinking about the hunger scale from a zero to a positive 10. We want to eat until we're at about a positive four and not anymore. And I remember before I lost my weight, there were a lot of times that I would be eating a meal and I would feel full but I wouldn't stop eating. I would completely ignore that part of the hunger scale because the food was so good. I would even say, oh, I'm so full. I probably shouldn't finish this, but I'm going to because it's so good. So we wanna be sure we're looking at both sides of the scale. We don't wanna overstuff ourselves either. So if we could be in the sweet spot between being hungry to a negative four, and then eating to satisfaction to about a plus four, that's the sweet spot. That's where we want our body to be so that we're not overeating and we're allowing our body to access some fat before we feed it. 
Now, in order to calibrate this hunger scale and to be more cognizant about it, I want to talk for just a minute about sensations versus emotions. So this is basically knowing the difference between physical hunger and being actually hungry and emotionally eating. So a sensation is a feeling that starts in the body and goes to the brain. So hunger would be a sensation, right? We feel hungry in the stomach. Our body needs some fuel. It needs some energy. And so it starts to rumble, right? We feel those stomach rumblings or hunger pangs. And then it goes to the brain and tells the brain we should eat something. This is a sensation. Um, a, A sensation would also be being cold or hot, right? A sensation of if I touch a hot stove, I feel the sensation of the burn on my hand. It starts in my body and it goes up to the brain and instantly I pull my hand away. That's a sensation. It starts in the body and it goes to the brain. And that is physical hunger. Now, emotional hunger starts in the brain and goes to the body. And this is where I've talked before about how we think about food, how what we think creates our feelings. So when we have a thought about food, then it shoots a vibration or an emotion through our body of desire or it or an urge if you will right and we experience desire and urges for food once we've had a thought about them so it's different than sensations because emotional hunger we might see a cupcake or someone might start talking about the delicious pizza they had the night before and we start thinking, "Ooh, that sounds so good. I should get myself a cup of ice cream. I should go get myself a slice of pizza." Have you heard people say before, "Oh, I haven't been able to stop thinking about pizza since we talked about it last week." right? So that would be an emotional hunger. And if I could give you any type of a challenge this week, it would be to not necessarily change the way you're eating, but start noticing when you're eating out of a sensation and when you're eating out of an emotion. So when you are eating, You can ask yourself, was this an emotional need I'm trying to meet or was it a physical hunger need I'm trying to meet? And just noticing that can be so life changing. And here's another thing I want to add. When I started noticing my sensations versus my emotional hunger, I really wanted to judge myself. I wanted to tell myself that, oh, you're eating too much out of emotion. You need to stop doing this. And I really want to encourage you to drop all the judgment you have of yourself when you start noticing if you're eating out of emotion. Because when we judge ourselves about it, 
we have a really hard time learning from it or digging deep into the cause of it. So we want to stop judging ourselves and just notice it being like, oh, look at me eating chocolate because I feel stressed or, oh, look at me wanting to go for seconds because I'm thinking this tastes so good. And we just want to notice it instead of judge ourselves for it. So I also want to offer that most of the time when we start noticing our sensational hunger versus our emotional hunger, we will start to get legalistic about it or start putting really strict rules on ourselves about it, right? Like, I can't eat until I'm hungry, right? Like that's the right way to do it. And when we tell ourselves that, we get a little rebellious with ourselves. We get a little rebellious with ourselves, and then we get really judgmental with ourselves. And we want to get to a place where we fully feel like we could eat if we want or not. If we want to get out of that rebellious, judgmental place, it really is okay if we eat out of emotion because we want to tell ourselves, I can't eat until I'm hungry or I'm messing this all up if I eat out of emotion. I need to stop eating out of emotion right now. And that just puts so much pressure and heaviness and judgment on ourselves. But when we give ourselves the freedom and tell ourselves, I could eat that out of emotion if I want to, we get to a place where now we want to choose maybe to not eat out of emotion. When we give ourselves the full range of options, we could not eat out of emotions or we can and we will still be fine. And that is the place we want to be. And our brain wants to tell us, well, if I give myself the option and I don't get so strict with myself, that just means I'm going to fall into old habits. Or that just means I'm going to not be as motivated to lose the weight I want to lose. But the opposite is true. When we decide that we are choosing to eat the way we want to eat, It's a completely different experience than having all of these rules and feeling rebellious and then breaking the rules and then judging ourselves. That does not work. So I hope that this is helpful. I also wanted to share with you in terms of, um, I was sharing this with a client this week and she goes, you have to say this on the podcast. And so I wanted to share it with you because it's so helpful for the thought, I should stop eating, but I don't want to. It's so good, right? When we are experiencing a meal and we feel really full and we just want to keep eating, I struggled with that a lot. And one way of thinking, one thought that has really, really changed a lot for me in that area is thinking about the garbage can, So if you're eating a meal and you are full before you've finished all the food on your plate, 
and you've eaten at a plus four, and we know logically we should stop. But we think about putting that food in the trash can, right? Some of us have a lot of negative emotion around throwing food away, which is why we want to eat it instead of throw it away. And what I want to offer you is it either goes to waste in the garbage can or it goes to waste in our bodies. Because if you think about using the hunger scale, eating until a plus four, and our body having enough fuel, We've eaten enough. The body is telling us we're full, we're satisfied. Let's stop eating and go do something. If we keep feeding it, it's going to go to waste on our bodies. So we can either throw it to waste in the garbage can or we're throwing it to waste in our bodies. So hopefully that's helpful if that is a struggle that you have. So I wanted to look at um, James 1 verse 5, where it says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. And this is the promise that I fully believe that God wants to be a part of our overeating weight loss journey. He wants to be part of it. He wants to give us wisdom where we need it. So don't be afraid to ask God to help you with your hunger skill, to help you calibrate when you're hungry and when you're full, and to eat to a plus four and allow your body to get a little bit hungry to a negative four. He wants to be part of the process. All right, my friends, I hope to see you at the Eat to Lose Fat workshop. Click the link if you'd like to sign up for that. And until next week, let's go live our life in grace, unlimited self-love, and victorious in Jesus.